I didn't let you. I <laughs> got notifications that things had been posted. I was like, oh, God. Andrew's on the gram. Oh, no. Oh, no. Andrew's rogue on the gram. What's he doing? <laughs> podcast all the news that's fit to brew i'm andrew jennings and i'm travis matherly this week we are wrapping up our north carolina beer month uh with a mm, older brewery in north carolina i mean it's not the oldest it's by any not means. The old- oh no we already did the oldest so yeah we did the oldest <laughs> no we are uh kind of going out again to the unknown well I for mean, you for well yeah for me but also like geographically the oh unknown. yeah 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 with Duck Rabbit Craft Brewery, which also, if you look them up on Untapped, it is labeled as the Duck Rabbit. Well, it's on their cans, on their bottles. The Duck Rabbit. The Duck Rabbit. Yeah. Uh, Duck Rabbit Craft Brewery was founded. Oh, in... we're not going to talk about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. Come on. Ah. Just, just because you have not experienced Duck Rabbit before, it doesn't mean we all haven't experienced hey, Duck Rabbit before. I was asleep ten minutes before we started recording this. That is absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew came over, and I was asleep on my couch. <laughs> uh, so, Travis hadn't had Duck Rabbit before, but oh. I have. This was actually my first craft beer. Aww. The Duck Rabbit Milk Stout. Aww. We were having uh, my buddy's 21st birthday, and someone brought over a six-pack of this, and we were playing Circle of Death with it. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Blech. And I came back to the brewery. Just to put that in perspective. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Up no. to this point, the most craft beer I'd had was Corona. Hi, Corona. But yeah, no, that was my first experience was the Duck Rabbit Milk Stout, um, and I loved it. And so a lot of times in co- every, every week in college, really, we'd get the Flying Saucer for pint night. And for pretzels? The, for, we rarely ate. Because you could walk in. They had the best pretzels. They did. But if you, when before they jumped, they moved the prices up. By the t- I think by the time you were 21, uh, they had bumped the oh, prices up. Oh, shut up. Up. I'm only like a year younger than you. But that's when it happened. Because <laughs> it used to be you could roll in with a 10 spot and get mm-hmm. three beers on pint night. You get three beers and pay for tip with a $10 bill. And no one was mad about it. Yeah, it was $3 pint night. Yeah, it went up to like three seventy five or something. Yeah, when I was a senior, it was still three dollar pint night. Oh, was it? Because okay. a buddy of mine's girlfriend was a waitress at Flying uh, Saucer. One of the what do they call them? The beer goddesses. Beer goddesses. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because she actually used to let us all in. Uh, like two of the guys were Flying Saucer were UFO members, mm. and but she used to let all like six or eight of us in on Sundays for the brunch. Ah, yes, 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 yes. It was so good. Mm. But but, they had the best pretzels. <laughs> but I yeah. don't know who was in that kitchen, but they played fast and loose with the jalapenos and the jalapeno <laughs> cheese. <laughs> it was amazing. But yeah, flying sauce are excellent. Duck Rabbit was good. And I've tried a lot of their beer. I've only had two of the beers we're having tonight. Tonight, but um, then have you really tried a lot because they don't make that many? <laughs> I'm betting money that well, I've had a lot of their beer, but I've only had two of the five that we're having tonight, and they only make ten beers. So. Right, which means I've covered the other. <laughs> I've had 50%. Uh, actually, no. Let's see. I'm looking down real quick. Uh, I've had the milk stout. I think. Yeah. Uh, spoilers. No, I'm just I'm reading oh, okay. one, two, three, four, five, six. I've had six of the beers that they brew. Oh, okay. That's about 50% of everything they've It's not like England where we're drinking like 75% of their portfolio in an evening. Oh, we did like 90% of their like current portfolio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I guess it's time for us to... Since Travis is so gung-ho about getting into it. Well, sorry. Uh, again, drinking beer and coffee at the same time. And water. <laughs> so my body does not know what's happening. Shock the system. <laughs> All right. Well, let's hop into the history of Duck Rabbit. Duck Rabbit was founded in 2004 by Paul Philippon. <laughs> Philip? Philippon? Sorry, Paul. 
Okay, let me spell it for you. P-H-I-L-I-P-P-O-N. I doubt it's pronounced Philippon. Philippon? I don't know, but I don't think Philippon is right. <laughs> Philippon, no. Huh. That double that double P is throwing me. Oh, it's probably it's probably Paul like Philippon or something like that. Philippon, Philippon, I don't know. Philippon, Paul Philippon, Phil Philippon. We're gonna call him Paul. Yeah, we're gonna call him Paul. Paul, because we don't want to call him Doctor Philippon. No, Doctor Philippon, Doctor Feelgood. No, Paul um, was actually a philosophy teacher at a university. Don't know which one, uh, but. Probably take a stab at a couple. Arr. Yeah, or probably take a stab at a couple. Uh, was a philosophy teacher prior to deciding to open a brewery. He had been a home brewer since 1987, uh, so he quit his career as a uh, university professor to work at a few different breweries. Um, said that he went through a line of working at three different breweries until he felt that he had the knowledge to open his own brewery. I'm sort of curious which three he was working at. Um, I'm curious too because if he is from North Carolina, which there's no reason that he wouldn't be because of the location that he picked because yeah. nobody from outside of North Carolina would pick their location. And most people in North Carolina also wouldn't Don't pick know where that, that location, location is. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like, where were you? I mean, he had to have gone to Asheville. Asheville, well, 04, so Red Oak would have been open. Um, well, 04 is when he opened. Well, so Red Oak had been open for 10 years at that point. Yeah, the but first well, point. they didn't say when he left. That's true, but I'm thinking like, Logistically, Asheville had a couple of breweries at that point. Um, so if he opens this in 04, so you <clears throat> start working back. So Red Oak's open, uh, Highland's open, uh, Weeping Radish is open. There's mm-hmm. three. Maybe he knows Uli. Maybe, oh, I bet money he knows Uli because Farmville's real close. <laughs> I bet. Uh, clo- okay, I'm Googling that. Okay, well, well you, you claiming Farmville is close to Grandy, North Carolina is. Remember, he was in Manio. Uli was in Manio at this time. Um, all right, so I've already spilled the bag on this one. So he's located in <laughs> Duck Rabbit Brewery is located in Farmville, North Carolina. No, not the uh, video game on Facebook. Yeah, you don't get no- notifications about Farmville, North Carolina. So this is part of the rural eastern North Carolina. This is a stretch of breweries that includes our fa- fan f- our fan favorites, Weeping Radish and uh, Mother Earth Brewing. Farmville Tomantio is three hours and thirty six minutes. Where is Farmville? Wait a minute. That doesn't I think sound it, right. Nope, I don't think that's right either. Let's see. Uh, maps. Hold on. Rerouting. It's two hours and 15 minutes. Where in the hell is Farmville? Farmville is west of Greenville. Oh, so Farmville is actually on the other side of Wilson. Oh, actually, that's not too bad at all. Then, yeah, that's definitely a... Uh, Kinston's just south of there. Yeah, I'm looking at so that. So Mother Earth is... Oh, so, oh, so our road trip will be uh, Mother Earth... To Farmville or Farmville to Mother Earth, and then we'll swing up to Murfreesboro and swing over to um, yeah, Duck Rabbit to uh, Mother Earth <coughs> is only a forty-minute drive. Perfect. All right then. So if you are doing Eastern North Carolina breweries, make sure you hit up both Mother Earth and <laughs> along with Eastern North Carolina barbecue. Yes, the only barbecue. Correct. It's always NC Barbecue Month. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not pulled pork covered in vinegar, I don't know what it is. No. All right. Oh. No, Farmville is uh, rural eastern North Carolina, so roughly speaking, to give somebody a frame of reference, it is about east of Raleigh. About 40 minutes east of Raleigh. And about probably 20 minutes west of Greenville. Yeah, if you know where Greenville, North Carolina is, not the cool one, that's South Carolina. Yeah, um, <clears throat> not the cool Greenville, the other yeah. Greenville. All right, so why did he put a brewery here? Who knows? Okay. We knows. <laughs> I was setting you up. <laughs> 
Paul actually had two main reasons um, <laughs> for locating their brewery in a more rural setting. Andrew has uh, apparently got the plague. Yeah, working on it. <laughs> Not dead yet. I think it, like there's <clears throat> these these beers are like ready. It's getting chunky. you choked up. It's like two bear claws. I got the yeast in me. Uh, (laughs) No, Paul actually had two main reasons for locating his brewery in a more rural setting. Uh, He wanted to own, not rent, the land that the brewery sat on. This was extremely important to him. Land is cheaper in the country. I probably can't imagine a cheaper uh, locale than Farmville. Probably don't get much cheaper. Mm, No. I mean, for non-agricultural land. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and he could actually afford to buy the four and a half acre plot where the brewery is located. That's pretty solid. Yeah, that's actually a pretty solid campus. He also wanted to be able to expand when he wanted without mm-hmm. having to uproot his operation. So, you know, like we talk a lot about these breweries who, like Foothills, for example, starts in downtown Winston-Salem. Right. When you want to expand, if you're in an industrial building mm-hmm. in the middle of downtown, the space to your left and the space to your right or the space above may not always be available for rent or may not even be available, period. Right. And so this gave him the option to be able to expand his footprint out as he saw fit when he saw fit. And kind right. of it's kind of nice because it gives you the opportunity to create just like your own oasis, mm-hmm. kind of. Farmville is actually located near major interstates like I-40 and I-95, and is near the coast as well as some other larger towns and cities like we mentioned, Brawley and Greenville. I really hope he doesn't mean like Wilson and Kinston. No, I, I wrote that. That this, was on oh, our okay. website <clears throat> because I pulled up the map to see exactly where it was last yeah. night. And similar to... Because in all honesty, I wrote these show notes at midnight last night. Yeah, I got the, the, your, your text as I was pulling in. Andrew from, got my you up text. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Well, I was up. I was just pulling... I was literally pulling into my house from my trip from Portland. Hmm. Oh, damn. I thought that was beer. I just drank my that coffee. That is definitely coffee. <laughs> <clears throat> I was like, damn, what was that? Uh, now, the good thing is, just like Kinston um, and the community here, the, uh, the Kinston with Mother Earth, sorry, the Farmville community has really been supportive and welcoming of this brewery in the middle of their space. Yeah, because, you know, I mean, I imagine I've been to Farmville <clears throat> without knowing that Duck Rabbit was there. Like, back in high school and stuff, we used to drive to Eastern North Carolina mm-hmm. to go visit some friends and family. And Farmville is a very small spit town. Mm-hmm. No offense. But, you know, like a brewery, like you would imagine that sometimes you would get like the teetotaler crowd. who like, oh, we don't want this well, <clears throat> sin in our town. But like a brewery is a lot of jobs. Yeah. It's employment. It's income. It puts your town on the map. It gives people a reason to come to your town. Yeah. I mean, think about um, Ashboro with, when we were talking to Joel. Yes, and, same thing. Yeah, I mean, but they even, like, at least Farmville was wet. Like, Asheville, they had to, like, just become... Is that wet, wet? Uh, that wet, wet. Well, let's talk about uh, this fun, awesome name of Duck Rabbit. Uh, or my header. Fine. What's in a name? And the logo. logo. <laughs> <laughs> so, Duck Rabbit sound like a weird name for a brewery to you? Because it does to me. That seems about as common as Weeping Radish. I always or... thought that Duck Rabbit was the beer. Oh, no, no, no. When no, no, I no. first saw it, I was like, duck rabbit milk stout. Like, that just sounds gross. When you think, like, what is a duck rabbit and why does it have a milk stout? <laughs> <clears throat> so, if you thought that that's a weird name for a brewery, you're not alone. And it actually ties back to Paul's teaching days. Mm, yes. So, the duck rabbit diagram is from a philosophy book that Paul greatly admires. I did not take the time to write down the name of that philosophy book as I thought that would only <clears throat> appeal to maybe zero of our viewers. If it makes you feel any better, Listeners. It, it's in almost every single philosophy book or you can just search the image of the duck rabbit 
Um, so it's a perspective thing, just like the, it's a matter of perception. Perspective. Either way. From my perspective, the Jedi are evil. <laughs> uh, uh, well, well, Luke <clears throat> did go nuts and kill all those little kids. Luke. Anakin. Yeah. Whatever. Sorry. I couldn't hear you. I was coughing. Um. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't hear you over the sound of Andrew's head exploding from that wrong nerdum fact. Yeah. Uh, well, the diagram of the duck rabbit it looks like a duck or a rabbit, depending on how your perspective as the viewer. So it's uh, that's what life is really all about. Life's all about. I mean, I'm going to be honest. Rabbit. That's a messed up looking duck. It's a perfectly fine duck. It's better than the rabbit. No, I think it's a better rabbit than a duck. It is a much better duck. <clears throat> so if you haven't had a chance, take a look at the duck rabbit logo. Not the one, not their logo. We but fired a philosophical actual, debate. We fired yeah. up a philosophical debate here at the Brew News Podcast. The actual hand drawing of the duck rabbit, um, it looks slightly different. I mean, if I tried to hand draw a duck, that's probably what it would look like. <laughs> I contest that there's only one correct answer when someone asks you if it's a duck or a rabbit. It's obviously a duck. I like the rabbit. Rabbit's wrong. I'm a rabbit man myself. Well, <clears throat> you're okay to be wrong. <laughs> oh, but yeah, you're entitled no. to your wrong opinion. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna like shun you for it, but. And my side note to that: life is all about how you look at it. <laughs> we stay on the sunny side around here. No, <laughs> uh, the duck side, the rabbit side. <laughs> this is going to be a divisive issue for the crew. <laughs> the pod's over. <laughs> We're breaking up. <laughs> Uh, only only duck pro duck people will be on the pod from here. Is this guy on. related to Rorschach? Uh, no, Rorschach's different. Rorschach no. is Rorschach is completely uh, your own bullshit on a uh, on something because he's the inkblot guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that rabbit or duck could be an inkblot. No, but it's either a rabbit or a duck, or it's just something to fuck with you. Mm-hmm. Well, now that we've settled that <laughs> debate, let's move on to size and distribution. Hit us up in the comments of this episode. You want to decide this duck rabbit debate? <laughs> duck rabbit brews on a twenty barrel system, and they brew into twenty, forty, sixty, and eighty gallon tanks. All brewery you mean oper- eighty barrel tanks. I'm pretty sure the website said gallon. Oh, that's weird. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. That's just what they said. There's like we have a twenty barrel system, and we brew that into twenty, forty, sixty, and eighty gallon tanks for batches. I guess that, I don't know. That's really small. Twenty barrels because a Barrel is mini a gallon. It's 31 gallons, right? Something like that, yeah. <clears throat> but, I mean, they're not making a ton. I mean, how much do they make of the special releases, too, even though? Probably. I mean, the majority of that has got to be dedicated to milk, stout, and amber ale. Yeah, I don't know. Um, all brewery operations are performed on-site in Farmville, so all packaging, uh, bottling, because they do not do cans. They are strictly bottle brewery. Strictly bottle. Um, bottle and draft only. So kegging, bottling packaging, warehousing, everything is done on-site in Farmville. Yep. And they distribute throughout the Southeast. That would be North Carolina, Virginia, Tennessee, Georgia, Alabama, Florida, and Pennsylvania. Don't mm. worry, Pennsylvania. We got you, fam. Yeah. I you're now a part of the Southeast. I know. I know. <laughs> and, we'll take the Hershey's. Yeah. And, and the Amish. And Mississippi. We're not coming. No. We're not coming, Mississippi. Or Louisiana. Well, Louisiana. I can skip Louisiana. Louisiana is moving more towards the Midwest. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, Louisiana is kind of like its own thing. How do you define the Southeast? Is Kentucky part of the Southeast? Uh, mm, While we bring up more philosophical debates. maybe. Technically. (laughs) Culturally, yeah. I would say culturally, them in West Virginia are culturally, yes. West Virginia. Culturally, though, they are. They're part of Appalachia. I can... I'll, I'll hold my thoughts on West Virginia. 
<laughs> Most people should. All right, so they have a four-tap rotation at their tasting room, which is located at the brewery. Uh, this is only open Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays from 3 to 10 p.m. Yeah, so <laughs> it was, and their website touted as like, now open Thursday, Friday, and Saturday from 3 to 10. And I was like, when were you open before? <laughs> um, Just Friday and Saturday. Well, Red Oak only does, to- before they open their tasting well, they before they open their tasting room, they were only open from 3 to 5 on Friday. So you better get there, and you better get there quick. Yeah. Well, they only had two beers to drink, so you drink one beer an hour, you were good. Well, no, you would get there at 3 for the tour, and then it was open beer after that until they kicked you out at 5.30. Hmm. So you could get lit, because the tour only took 30 minutes. <laughs> True. And now they have the whole <clears throat> theater thing. We've, we'll get to that. We, we'll, yeah. No, but yeah, so uh, seven hours, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday... Which makes sense because the majority of their operation is probably dedicated to distro. Right. And based on everything we've seen, they do have a very distro-oriented philosophy. Mm-hmm. And so they offer, also offer... Uh, blah, 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 blah. Also, also, also offer marriage. They also offer marriage? <laughs> no. I know that was in our Weeping Radish episode, oh, too, because yeah. I listened to that the other day. I was like, <clears throat> marriage. Uh, also offer tours and tasting. So you can get... Um, uh, just off the top of my head, what I remember from their website, they offer regular pint pours, imperial pints what they call imperial pint so i'm imagining that's a 20 ounce pint it'd be a british pint yeah mm-hmm. and uh they offer flights and tastings and things like that they also have a ton of firkins that make their way through the tap rotation for the brewery only exclusive brew so like if you pull up their untapped like they have like coffee adjuncts of some of their oh, beer wow. like just a bunch of like <clears throat> random one-offs that they put on tap which is nice like i yeah. always appreciate that when you go to a brewery and it's just like here's our beers on the tap nothing special it is what it is i can get most of this in distro yeah when i want it i if i go to the brewery i want something that is going to be an experience that i can have only at the brewery yeah and ultimately these beers are your father your father's beers these are not your father's beers <clears throat> they this is I, not schlitz that's true it's definitely not your father it's not course <laughs> uh, but no this it's not a white can that says beer on it in black lettering that's true. I was trying to make a, a Star Wars reference and I failed miserably because I don't have my dad's You've voice. You've already made about three or four of them. I don't have my dad's voice. Nobody has Jim's voice? No, no. Except for James Earl Jones. The voice of an angel. <laughs> uh, so, Duck Rabbit, they, they are the uh, primary, they call themselves what, dark beer specialists? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The dark side of the bruise is the header. Thank you. I don't read your headers. <laughs> I do. Because uh, your next one should be tall, dark, and bruesome. Oh, damn. Okay, again, <laughs> making these at midnight. This is why I don't read them. Uh, well, having to put the computer down every five minutes to take care of the babies. <laughs> yeah, honestly, we're, I'm allowed. I'm, a, I'm amazed Travis is alert right now because, yeah, you were asleep when we started this. I was out. Yeah. Um, so they only brew I woke beer. up and there was twice as many people in my house as there were when I went to sleep. Uh, all right. So they only brew beer that Paul enjoys, um, and they consider themselves the dark brew, uh, dark beer specialist. They say they're a bun- bunch of good beer styles. They just don't brew. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, no IPA is on their menu ever. Which is weird. But the ABA is close. It's, it's pretty hot. Yeah, no, that's an... It's an American black ale, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's like a... It's a black IPA for all intents and purposes. If, if you were a British... But mostly everything in here, almost everything they make, though, is a lager. <clears throat> yeah. No, no. Right? No, no. just the Marzen. Just, just Sorry. the Marzen. Flip that, reverse it. Almost everything they make is an ale. Uh, there's two, the two that are lagers: the Doppelbach and the Marzen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, but uh, they. So if they were doing all lagers, they would need a much bigger system. Much bigger. Um, or they need a lot of fermentation tanks. A lot of fermentation tanks. 
All, all the, the tanks. All the tanks. Uh, all the fermenties. Yeah, that's what, I mean, that's ultimately Reddick's problem. It's your bottleneck. Because all they do is lager. But It makes fine beer. All right. Uh, it, it's interesting that we, that I keep refer, uh, comparing them to Red Oak because they have, there's a lot of similarities there because they are specialists in something. They really focused on one thing or one or two things. Now, what they picked was a much broader category of dark beer as mm-hmm. opposed to Red Oak, which chose... Reinhutzgebot. Yeah, Reinhutzgebot, which is what it is. Um, <clears throat> but... Da. Da. That's, Ger- that's Russian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but Duck Rabbit it hopes that this specialization in dark beers helps set them apart from other breweries in the marketplace. And truthfully, it does. It do. If It does. I know if I need a, a dark beer for some reason, I can always go to Duck Rabbit and I can grab it and I'll be in good shape. As opposed to, uh, I don't know if this victory you know, uh, stout <laughs> is going to be good. Oh, it wasn't. Okay. Yeah. I should have just oh, stuck no. it. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I, no. I have erred. <laughs> No offense to Victory, they do make excellent beer. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about that tall, dark, and brewsome beers. Yes. So, for their year-round, they make four beers. They make the Milk Stout, which we'll be having this evening. The Amber Ale, we'll also be having that this evening. A Brown Ale. And the Hoppy Bunny American Black Ale. This is the closest thing they have to an IPA. For those of you playing along at home. Yes. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Is. Um, their seasonal and the Amber Ale is probably the uh, second lightest thing that they make. Yeah. Yeah. It might be. Yeah, it's second lightest. Yeah. Uh, seasonal beers, they have the Barley Wine, uh, which comes out late January. Uh, the- I, I will be non-judgmental, and I, will, I would try their Barley Wine. We'll get one. It's also one of their heaviest beers because it's 11%. Yeah, I know that because uh, I had two of those at the saucer because this was back when I was in college. And I was like, oh, two beers at the saucer. I can drive. No problem. I was wrong. So wrong. <laughs> I was so many wrong. One eye in it. it. A cop got behind me. He followed me. What? Half, half away. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, be no. cool. Be cool. <laughs> Everybody, be cool. Uh, <clears throat> pass that off the couch. Fell, fell off the couch when I got back to the back to our apartment. The hotel? The hotel. I don't, <laughs> back to the hotel. So, lately I've been traveling so much, but whatever. They also have the rabid duck. Uh, rap, rabid duck. Not the rapid no, duck. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess that up. I'm going to mess it up. Um, and this is their mid-March release. It's an Imperial Stout. We'll be having that tonight. Which is also interesting that you release an Imperial Stout as you towards spring. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, hey guys, it's mid-March in North Carolina. What's the weather like? But it's starting to hit the 60s. You know what we could use? An Imperial Stout. Honestly, North Carolina, that we had snow two weeks ago. Yeah, we did. It didn't stick. <laughs> it didn't. I mean, it sucked at the grass, but that was. <laughs> uh, they also have the Duck Rabbitor Doppelbach. This is an early May release, which we'll be drinking one of these tonight as mm-hmm. well. Now, is that a this no. year? No, because no. it's, yeah. It's last year's. True, uh, it's not May yet. It has not What month yet. is it? This is still April. <laughs> when is it? <laughs> what year? <laughs> it's the Robin Williams meme from Jumanji. What year is it? <laughs> That's how I feel now. Um, they also have the Schwartz beer, which is a late June release, which I am so mad that we do not have one of those. We'll get it later. It is a 2014 bronze at the Great American Beer Festival for German Schwartz beer. Excellent. Uh, they also have a margin, which is a late a margin. Mar- a margin. Margin? A margin. <laughs> it's marginal. I'm sure they have a profit margin. They do. Uh, this is a margin, uh, late August. Uh, they're getting a jump on that Oktoberfest, I see. Yeah, um, they are beating everybody to the punch on that one by releasing it in August. Yeah. But uh, this is a silver and bronze winner at the 14 and 15, respectively, Great American Beer Festivals. So let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Because you know how long it takes to make a lager. Let's see. 
If they made that beer in March, would it be ready in August? Yep. Okay. Yeah, about uh, five, six months. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're right on the line. <clears throat> Look, you, almost had to go to my second hand. You produce the beer when it's ready, and they could be. The beer they, tells you when it's ready. Yeah, the beer knows. Just you don't beer. tell the beer. The beer tells you. The beer, uh, well, the beer tells the beer you. Will tell you. <laughs> you can always crash it, <laughs> but no, it'll be uh, a Mars, and they could be. They could Why would you be Mars. driving a beer? What? Did crash it? Yeah. Why would you be driving a beer? Because the the beer. But never mind. That's getting cut. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, they also have their uh, wee heavy Scotch Ale uh, that comes out in early November, and that is also a 2017 Silver Great American Beer Festival winner. Mm-hmm. And then they have their Baltic Porter, which we'll be having this evening. That is released in mid-December. That won gold and bronze at the 2009 Great American Beer Festival for won the gold for Baltic Porter and won the bronze for Wood Barrel Aged Strong Beer, respectively. And then it also won 2015 bronze at the Great American Beer Festival for Baltic Porter. Then the last one, they just have Porter. And that is released in late September. So amazingly enough, they've got a decent amount of GABF hardware. Oh, yeah. Like they, not a lot of gold, but like still a lot of hardware. They clean up. I mean, with anything else, winning any medal at the GABF or coming as a runner mm-hmm. up is just a huge honor. And Milk Stout has Milk Stout's got GABF hardware. I just didn't put it in because we're having it tonight. But yeah. You have nine GABF medals? Nine, oh, nine medals, and they only have... Nine? Nine? They only have 12 beers. So nine medals out of 12 beers. Mm-hmm. And now, mind you, not every... Some of these beers have multiple medals, but nine medals out of 12 beers, that's really solid. That goes yeah. to speak to their quality, if nothing else. It does speak to say that being dark beer specialists, they are doing it correctly. Right. Yeah, they know, they know their trade. So you can feel confident when you have a duck rabbit... Even if you like they know a what fool, they be doing. See, it's a rabbit. You know it's good. Andrew's being a total duck right now. <laughs> well, like a duck, I'd say we, we get drinking. <laughs> if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck. Let's be like ducks and let it roll off our back and move to our beers for tasting. Quack. Our first beer tonight is the Amber Ale. This is a 5.5% alcohol, unknown IBUs, medium-bodied beer with a lovely tawny copper and bronze color. The lightest of all the dark ales that we're going to have tonight, it's crazy that an Amber Ale is our lightest beer, um, is an intro to full-flavored, oh sorry, it has a malt complexity with layered caramel malt flavors. Actually, this is like, what, the second lightest beer that they make in general would be this and their Marzen? Yeah, their Marzen would be lighter. (laughs) Barely. (laughs) It's got not a bad amount of head on it. Got a great nose. Mm-hmm. That is caramel. And you can, and we're also here uh, being treated to the dulcet tones of Baker or Barrett. Yes, one of one of them is crying now. Grub that and post editing. Actually, I don't. There's not. It's not being picked up at all. Oh, nice. Pod towel doing its job. Wow, that's delicious. That is a lot brighter mm-hmm. than I thought it would be. There's a lot more on it than I. Yeah. A lot brighter. There's a lot more flavor than I'm expecting from most amber ales. Yeah, so like the nose is very reminiscent of like a Yingling or a Boston Lager or mm-hmm. something like that. You know, just standard amber ales that we've done. But that taste has like a really, it's almost, is it like a little poppy or citrusy? It's like it's like citrus. It's like almost like a fruit forward caramel. So it's very odd in that sense, but it's really quite tasty. You know what that, I have to drink it again, hold on. When you swish it around, it's like, 
this slightly, yeah, like if you had a dark fruit mm-hmm. caramel, but that is really good. That's a lot of, and it's like a really good caramel. It's not like a burnt flavor or anything like that that's actually really bright that's a really good amber ale i like that i was thoroughly impressed with that Mm -hmm. and i am sort of shocked that's not their number one seller but i do know why this next one is yeah well i mean an amber ale is like they kind of called it their introduction to dark beer for people who don't like dark beer so this is like their (laughs) the amber ale is going to be their beer for people who don't think they're gonna like duck rabbit beer i guess <laughs> potentially right but that's kind of what you get when you corner yourself as a dark beer specialist yeah speaking of the dark beer specialist shall we move on yes all right so we're gonna try something i hope you all enjoy this as much as we will first on air pop you remember your first time trying a little bit of trying a little bit of asmr but it's not working very well <laughs> Let's see here. So this, our second beer of the evening, is going to be Duck Rabbit's Milk Stout. We're straight going, taking it up. We're going from Amber Ale to Milk Stout. To Black. Well, that was the next lightest beer in the <laughs> lineup that we had this evening. So there you go. Um, Milk Stout is actually Duck Rabbit's number one seller. It's 5.7% ABV, 25 IBUs. This has won bronze at the 20, 2006 GABF for Sweet Slash Cream Stout, silver in 2016 for the same category, and then won a 2010 gold at World Beer Cup for Sweet Stout. Um, Milk Stout is a traditional full-bodied stout brewed with lactose. Subtle sweetness of the sugar balances the bitterness of the highly roasted grains. That smells pretty good. Mm-hmm. This is always one that I point to if you've never had a Milk Stout before. This is just a good one to start on. It's very popular, like, I mean, here in North Carolina, like, if you see a lot of places, sometimes if they only carry, like, a basic, like, it's the same thing with, like, Fat Tire being in a lot of bars that don't carry a ton of craft beer. Like, I feel like a lot of places, if you go and they carry one milk stout, it's kind of like Duck Rabbit around Mm -hmm. here. But uh, interestingly enough, I didn't know this about the brewing process. I'm sure you did. (laughs) They were saying that uh, because lactose isn't fermentable by brewer's yeast Mm -hmm. that that's why it stays stays sugar stays sugar instead of getting eaten and turned into more alcohol that's why you uh would use like a lactobacillus sometimes but it gives that lactobacillus gives a little funk Mm -hmm. to it um and that's where you get some of the because of the psyllis because of the psyllis because it's a bacteria but they do it instead of um uh the sarcomyces uh i'd give it just a touch of funk without turning your brewery into like a brett brewery and trust me, I don't know a lot about brewery because brewing because today I totally went by Dan and <laughs> by Dan's brew shed to pick up some ingredients for a recipe, mm-hmm. and they informed me that what I was about to do was not going to happen. <laughs> was not a, was not doable. So I walked in with a recipe. I walked out with very different ingredients. <laughs> hey, look, I've made my own thing. They're like, that's not a thing. <laughs> well, no, I was I was I took an actual recipe I found. Then I told them how I was doing it because I'm, I'm going to try a buy-up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said, how big is your pot? And I told them, and they're like, oh, yeah, you, your pot's not big enough for this. So they redid my entire recipe. <laughs> Dan, and Dan and Derek just sat there and did the whole thing. Well, that's nice of them, though. Hey, oh, yeah, it really is. Thanks to Big Dan and Big Dan's brew shed. Yeah. <laughs> so it smells a little coffee, mm-hmm. a little sweet, like you would expect a milk stout to smell. Yeah. This is, if you're used to drinking a stout and you're used to drinking Guinness, a milk stout is a very different animal. It's mm-hmm. similar. It's got a lot of the same tones to it, but it, it has just a thicker mouthfeel to it. All about that thick mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. 
No, so that is like true. Like if you were to take away that little bit of extra sweetness, it's more, it is a little bready like a Guinness, but it drinks, it's got like this little extra bit of flavor profile that Guinness is missing. Yeah. It's like, because of the lactose, it kind of reminds me of like if it was kind of on nitro. I'd be interested to see if they serve this on nitro ever. I've never seen it, but that doesn't mean they don't. Now, I guess we should probably briefly, we've talked about uh, the logo before. We should probably briefly talk about the uh, bottle art right now on mm-hmm. these cans, on these two. So the duck, the milk stout and the amber are just the duck rabbit on a field of either white or red. Yeah, um, they're kind of like, actually, I would say that they're the inverse of each other. <laughs> they really are. So the amber is a red field with a white outlining and the milk stout is white field with red outlining and the eyes are uh the eye is opposite color of whatever the background is mm-hmm. um now this next beer we're about to get into is the duck rabbitor lager this is a doppelbach oh, it is eight and a half percent abv no known ibus or no no prevent uh provided ibus powerfully multi german lager the grains and maltiness are so dominating it's like a whole loaf of bread in every glass is it a beverage or a meal it's both yeah, I wasn't necessarily overly excited when I was reading that descriptor that they had. It was like, oh, a loaf of bread. Oh, damn. So this is going to be like Guinness. That was a good one. Yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, all right. So, you know, I just like, as they described it being a loaf of bread, that just kind of made me leery last night as I was writing those notes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't want a loaf of bread. And this duck rabbit has horns. Him do. He does have horns. That would be a jackalope. Uh, no, these are ram's horns, not ja- uh, jackalopes. Have a white tail. A ramalope. They have they have mule horns, mule deer horns, I think. Jackamule. A jackamule. Okay, I know what that smells like to me. I'm gonna let you uh, get in there. Hmm? Actually, you know, as you poured it, it's got a nice thick head, mm-hmm. decent carbonation on it, which is not what I was expecting from a, a doppelbach. No, it is holding it up to the light. It is about the right color. It's that brownish like it's dark but it's still when you hold it up to the light the light shines through it it's not completely opaque right it's not a stout it's not a baltic porter which we'll get to shortly hmm. you want my first thought it smells like hold on it smells like kind of like a marzen i was actually going to say it smells like spent grain you go to a brewery after mm-hmm. during a, during a brew day before they've done the boil oh it smells like the bag it smells like it smells like uh <laughs> smells like spent grain that does smell kind of like the mash bag after you boil mm-hmm. or yeah, after after steeping. like how the whole yeah <laughs> the whole house smells like just basic bread ingredients. Mm-hmm. That's what it smells like to me. Hmm, that's very interesting. You know, the carbonation it makes it seem lighter than I think it is. It is, but I think it could still be slightly a little more carbonated. Yeah, I think it's a little undercarbonated, but it's a lot smoother than I thought it would be. It's not nearly as bready as I thought it would be. I'm actually getting. More like those fruit notes. Yeah, dark fruit notes, mm-hmm. like some figginess and some yeah, like not plum, um, but like current. Yeah, like currants, figs, a little bit of like dried dark fruit. Yeah, that's that's actually really good. That's like get a really deep, rich flavor. But it's not. I was de- definitely nervous when someone describes something as bready. I am expecting more Guinness. This is not that. It's thinner. To me, in my mouth feel, I don't feel as thick as like a Guinness, but it's got a lot more. Fl- it reminds me like a, a better version of that Guinness Extra Foreign Stout we had. 
the yeah. Irish episode. Mm-hmm. That's what this reminds me of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would go with that. Yeah, because that foreign extra style was actually way better than the regular yeah. Guinness. So <laughs> this was this is actually surprisingly really good, but it, it doesn't taste like eight and a half percent either. Oh no, no, it does not. That Doppelbach would sneak up on you. The Duck Rabbitor. Doppelbach. The Doppelbach. It, well, don't worry. It, it, it can't sneak up that much. <laughs> no. I mean, it, it's still a filling beer. It's still going to fill you up before you probably get too hammered. Yeah, you're going to have a hard time drinking more than like three or four of those. Mm-hmm. I think in an evening, though, that would be nice. But, you know, like that's the thing. If you, with as little beer as Duck Rabbit actually has on tap at their brewery. Right. I would be interested to... No, like, because I think maybe I want to know what the ratio is of like they try and always keep like one like specialty release mm-hmm. on tap. Like, I'm sure if you walked in there, you would see Milk Stout and Amber Ale probably 24 7. Right. Being two out of the four taps. And I wonder if they just like have a seasonal and then like a freaking a house. Yeah. Um, for the other one. Yeah. All right. So while Andrew pops this next one, let me go ahead and. Let me go ahead and talk about it. our next beer. Second to last beer of the evening is going to be the Duck Rabbit Baltic Porter. This is 9% ABV, no available IV, IBUs, IVUs, IDUs, IVUs, IBUs. Deep, rich, and velvety soft, like our radio voices. <laughs> it's like a pillow in your ears. Full-bodied, roasty notes with almost no burnt flavor, which I thought was an interesting descriptor. Almost no burnt flavor. In their defense, a lot of Baltic porters have a burnt flavor. Yeah. Balanced by complex alcohol notes, strong yet unfailingly subtle, this brew rewards unhurried attention. And this duck rabbit is rocking a toque. Is that what that's called? Oh, it's, I call it a toboggan, but people up north call them toques. Yeah, true. But it's covering his eyes. Well, yeah, he's got, it's got the, the flaps. It's got the eye flaps. And as we all know, rabbits have their eyes on the sides of their heads, as do ducks. Therefore, it makes sense if they put a toque on, it would cover their eyes. True. So at least they're being anatomically correct. They are. <laughs> and I, for one, appreciate that. Ooh, that's boozy. <laughs> it said, uh, what, balanced by complex alcohol notes. I've never met a complex alcohol note. It's usually... Simple. One very, very loud note. Yeah, that almost like... Well... It smells like something barrel-aged. Well, it is. I mean, the Baltic Porter, if you oh, remember... Yeah, they had the... Gold, the GB, GABF medals for wood slash barrel aged strong beer. And Baltic Porters, I believe, historically are, gosh, that's going to be a miserable episode when we do it. Um, the history of Baltic Porter. Ooh. <laughs> uh, going to be a rough episode. Yeah. I mean, also, where are we going to find like five Baltic Porters? Don't worry. I've got a guy. <laughs> I know a guy. <laughs> Honestly, it's In probably going to be Baltic land. It's probably going to be me making five Baltic Porters. Woof. <laughs> but I think by nature they have to be because I, I believe if. Gosh, my history is a Was little squirrely. What? Were you going to say Cavass? Cavassier? No. No. It's because they would transport it. Because the Baltic porter, porter is an English style, and they would sell it into the Balkans. And that's the Baltic part through the Balkan Sea, and they would transport it in cask and barrels. Ah. So that would be my assumption. Um, so you get the wood notes. A little, I mean, it does smell like just a good barrel-aged beer, but that is, that is alcoholy. I haven't even tasted it yet. Actually, it's a lot more fruity, a lot more dark fruity than I was expecting. Hmm. There's like a little alcohol heat, but it's very subtle. Mm-hmm. Like it's just barely lingering there. Like you think it's going to get bigger and it doesn't. And it just kind of 
sits there and plays this mild note that's really well balanced. This is another one of those that I think it could sneak up on you. Yeah, at 9%. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, <laughs> I'm so sorry for picking these up. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you told me what we were having, I was like, all right, I'll just type them up in like eight and a half, nine, ten. Damn. Why do you think we got some amber ale? The only thing I'd had before tonight uh, was the milk stout. Of the ones we're trying, I've had a couple of the others that I don't have, Is was the milk stout. And then this last one we're about to have. And the rabbit duck is... Oh. Something else. Well, it's been it's been many years, and as we discovered with the arrogant bastard, our palates have changed in many years. Yeah. So I'm very curious what it's going to taste like tonight. Um, you know, this um, this Baltic Porter has like a really like warming quality. Like as you drink it, like you mm-hmm. just start to feel a little warmer. Like if you were sipping a good scotch. So that would make me really interested. Like I was like to have their wee heavy. Mm, yeah, that one's a good one too. It's been a long time since I've had that. I wouldn't mind having, I mean, I wouldn't mind having all of their beers because we like dark beer. Oh, yeah, we are. We love a Schwartz beer. Yeah. I love a good Wee Heavy, as do you. And, I mean, this, like, Me? they're I, I doing. I love Wee Heavies. Why do, you think, why do you think I love Wee Heavies? <laughs> I don't know, because you have a saying for it <laughs> every time we do it. Well, I know we've got, um, we haven't done, done a uh, style episode in a bit, so we may need to do that. And we could break out, get into some of Duck Rabbit's other things, get their Schwartz beer, get their we heavy and uh, do you know do a scotch a scotch week Scottish beer week <laughs> oh that would be interesting I'd do that no this um you know honestly so far haven't had a bad beer not at all I mean this tiny little town in North Carolina and they've been around for years because um the amber ale is very surprising but like these are all really solid now granted they're not like blowing me away the best thing i've ever had right but these are all extremely solid beers that are great representations of the style like they're doing them and they're doing them clean yeah there's nothing nothing bad about this there's nothing um i'm nervous about i, I mean i'm sorry I'm trying to pour water while thinking um i, I thought re- you were just like taking back being nervous about the next beer yeah well i am a little nervous about it. i have i'm having flashbacks right now <laughs> andrew's got ptsd about this beer yeah it's it's been rough but oh gosh, yeah, no. But Duck Rabbit does make does make very good clean beer, and it's, and I love these bottles too because they're going to be easy to peel because I need them for uh, a few weeks. Oh. <laughs> All right, so Won't that you br- let them soak. Yeah. Oh yeah, let them soak and pull them right off. All right, so that brings us to our last beer. That's what she said. Let them soak and pull them right off. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We've been watching a lot of The Office lately. Oh okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have not. Um, I was busy, you know, traveling the world. Seeing busy sitting at home with my wife and babies <laughs> with nothing to do but watch TV right. in between feedings. Well, that poured like motor oil. Yeah, dude. <laughs> All right. So our last beer is the Rapid Duck or Rabid. Sorry. Rapid. Rabid. The Fast Duck. The, the Rapid fa- Duck. Oh, why did you write Rabid Duck? I did write Rabid Duck. You said Rapid. I did say. Oh, okay. I, okay. I, I misspoke. <laughs> Okay, so this is why the, would they call an imperial stout the rabid, the rapid duck? Gets there quick. So up to sir. Da, this is the rabid duck, imperial Russian imperial stout. Mm, da, yeah, da. that's good beer, yeah. Ten <laughs> percent uh, alcohol. Yet again, they're not really big on IBUs, but then no. again, this is a dark beer forward brewery. Uh, this is extremely big and robust. So big, mm-hmm. so robust. It's thick. Much jet- big, much robust. <laughs> Many bigs. <laughs> Many bigs, such robust. <clears throat> thick, jet black, and oily in texture. Complex flavors of roast malts up front with bitter chocolate and an espresso. Also a large hot presence for bittering and aroma. 
made to be sipped and savored. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting. They didn't provide the IBUs, but they say that this is a very largely hopped beer, which makes sense. Otherwise, this thing would be so damn sweet, probably. Oh my gosh, you can get the hops on the nose. Yeah, that's who. It's a weird blend of like roastiness and like, like uh, front forward, like floral citrus. Yeah. Like that is, um, so you know what's, uh, it drives me nuts because like on their website listed the hops that they use in like the uh, black lager. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the American black lager. And they use Mutuika and um, I can't remember what else, but like they list the hops. And I was hoping that they would list the hops that they use in these other beers, but mm-hmm. they didn't. Um, but God, that is, hmm. that's like very IPA-ish on the nose almost. Like right. if you closed your eyes. I might think you'd give me a black IPA maybe. Yeah, that's a lot of hop. But they're not kidding when they say it's a large hop for aroma. But uh, let's see. Jet black. Check. Check. Yeah, pitch black. Thick. Check. That's with two C's. Um, And oily in texture, which I see like if you put it on the glass, like on the sides, it kind of lingers around. But it's not the oiliest looking thing I've ever seen. But it also has like a nice bit of carbonation on it. Yeah. Thin head. Very thin head. Thin, light brown mocha head, which is what you expect. Hmm. I'm getting a lot of hop. Me too. Yeah, me too. It's it's an odd flavor. I'm getting like a lot of lemon peel hop. And that, I think, is why this beer got me before, is it's not, it doesn't taste as heavy as it is. It's another one of those that'll sneak up on you, especially if you like a good hop, hop forward beer. If you like something that's got a lot of... Um, pop on it and uh that sort of aggressive hopness to it and some notes in i'm getting a little bit of that chocolate the cocoa nuts in there um <clears throat> just a touch of espresso but this is that's why i think this beer got me is because i'm usually a big pro hop person see i'm losing the espresso it's not much no and i mean i kind of lose the chocolate like all i'm able to taste up front is like that pithy mm-hmm. lemon peely characteristic like Mm -hmm. and after you're done sit there and like just let it linger in your mouth for a little bit after you've swallowed it's like that lemon bitterness is sticking around yeah like none of the other flavors are sticking around that's actually kind of disappointing for me yeah yeah i was expecting a lot more traditional stout i think the the baltic porter and the doppelbach were better Mm -hmm, Um, definitely this is actually my least favorite beer we've had tonight i think well don't worry, I got you, fam. Yeah, I'll, Andrew will drink it. <clears throat> I will drink. It. I enjoy it. I, I mean, it's really hoppy. It, it, this is it's not different. It's not what you're expecting. If you're looking for traditional imperial stout, this is not it. And for a company that prides themselves on um, such dark beers, this is interesting that this is not a traditional version of this. This is the route they took, where yeah. like I legit like if you would not tell me what this is and just hand it to me, I would have said that was a black IPA. Yeah. Because that, as more I'm drinking it, I'm still getting more of that bitterness, that mm-hmm. hop, hop. Like that's even hoppier. Like if you think about um, Foothills Frostbite, mm-hmm. like that's kind of what it reminds me of, except maybe just a little hoppier than that. Yeah, the Foothills is a lot more roasty. Honestly, mm-hmm. that, I was actually kind of looking forward to that, but I'm a well, little disappointed. Get into the vault. You got plenty of other good beers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. Well, okay. With that being said, that was our last beer of the evening. Andrew, first of all, thoughts on the beers? Thoughts on the beers? I liked them all. Uh, I was most impressed with the Amber Ale. Yeah, that was actually the most surprising. Amber Ale was definitely... It's one I would go back to readily. 
Yeah, like if you had, like if I had to pick an amber ale in recent memory, that's the best amber ale I've had in a long time. Absolutely. I'm the most disappointed in the rabbit duck, but I think mm, favorite beer beer of the night for this is gonna be between the amber ale mm-hmm. and the Baltic porter for me. I could I can get on board with that. Um, the milk stout's just one I've had so much, and while it's very good milk stout, it's one of my favorite like introductory milk stouts. It's not my favorite milk stout of all time. This amber ale may be my new favorite amber ale of all time. <laughs> So I, I sort of have to give it that. If you're clearing a style for me, you're probably my favorite beer out of the brewery. Um, but the Baltic Porter and I thought the Doppelbach were both exceptional. Yeah, and they're they're fairly similar. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the big difference there being the Baltic Porter with the wood notes and the more alcohol nose. Yeah. But I don't know. I think I'm going to have to give the Amber Ale my beer of the night. Yeah, and like I said, if, it, if you're clearing the style... You get my beer of the night. You have no choice. Yeah. <laughs> well, final thoughts on Duck Rabbit? I want to go. Uh, I go by Farmville next time I go down that way. <laughs> next time I go to Farmville. Yeah, next time I go to Farmville. But, you know, we need to make a, a day of it and go out to the east. And we got to hit up Weeping Radish and far- go to Farmville. and then A sleep. day of it? You mean a weekend? Yeah. It's going to take us half a weekend to get there. I know. I know. <laughs> but we need it. We need it. Yeah, we, we might as well just drive to Grandy first, stay in the Outer <laughs> Banks overnight, and go to Weeping Rash, and then come back. And on the way, yeah. Well, we also, well, we could stay at the Mother Earth Inn. I was gonna say we got to swing down to Mother Earth too. So what we should do is hit up Mother Earth. Wait, first. how far is Kinston from Farmville? Mm, it's pretty. It's not easy. It's not easy. <clears throat> it's not that it's far. It's that it's not easy to get to. Um, but yeah, no, you can't get there from here, sort of thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's Eastern North Carolina. You can't <laughs> get there from here. Um, but no, it's. I would definitely Place do it. Like goddamn geographical holidays. Two weeks from everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah uh duck rabbit big fan if you can get it give it a shot um and i think this is our uh well i guess travis your thoughts on uh, would you give duck rabbit another shot yeah no for sure i just, you know for not have having had any of their beer before this tasting i always saw the milk stout but i've just never tried it dark beer specialists pretty good i mean they're excelling at the only thing i didn't like was the rabbit duck but reading the other beers that they make i would love to try a lot of their others the wee heavy the schwartz beer the black lager or the black yeah the black lager or ale sorry um well, they have a they have a uh, it's the aba the american yeah, black, ale. Black, black ale yeah because the hoppy bunny yeah i don't think i've had the hoppy bunny but i've had everything else you've mentioned because duck rabbit i mean they distributed big into raleigh when i was when i was at school well, it makes sense they're close to raleigh they're really close and, um, you know, that was one of the big things. Duck Rabbit always had something new at the Flying Saucer, and I went to the Flying mm-hmm. Saucer every week. And they always had milk stout at Flying Saucer. Well, I didn't get the milk stout after the first time because that's how I roll at the Flying Saucer. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, like, when I went and got the last two beers for this from our local Total Wine, all they had was Amber Ale and Milk Stout. Mm-hmm. They carry none of the other year rounds, <clears throat> which makes me think they don't make a ton of yeah. the other year rounds. So it's more local distro. But, yeah, this is a... Really good, solid brewery. I like that they specialize in dark beer. Is that the best business model for expansion? Probably not, but I feel like they're probably happy the size that they are. It comes down to, uh, I mean, we could argue that Red Oak's business model of making exactly two beers regularly with you know a, third, a third or fourth occasionally um, is a bad business model. Yet, they are still the third largest brewery in the state of North Carolina. Native, yeah. Sorry, third largest native brewery in well, North Carolina. Well, and it, I mean, it just depends on 
what you want to do. It's like we talk about all the time. Do you want to expand and grow and be a nationwide brand? Or do you want to focus on being fairly hyper-local mm-hmm. or regional? Get the size that you need to be to do that. And then just kind of like, this is where we're at. This is where I wanted to be. I'm happy in this zone. Let me right. stay here and play. I feel like if it's been this many years, it doesn't seem that they have ambitions to be a nationwide brewery or anything like that. They just want to be a good local brewery. And they and, are that. Yeah, and they are. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yep. Well, Duck Rabbit, seal of approval from the Brew News crew. I don't know mm-hmm. if you needed that, but you have it now. You can <laughs> add that. We'll, we'll send, the metal will be coming. Uh, fourth wit. <laughs> uh, once we can afford medals. Um, so we need more patrons. So if you're listening, swing over to our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> we need to buy medals. Uh, no, uh, and then this is... Uh, the last uh, week. NC for, Beer Month. NC Beer Month, yeah. So uh, we've had a lot of fun. I hope you guys have enjoyed our uh, our rash of North Carolina breweries. Uh, we are not that we won't come back to North Carolina breweries. Yeah, probably. Fairly but quickly. we need to reach out for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. This was fun. Definitely, if you like dark beer and you're in North Carolina, give Duck Rabbit a shot. And if you like amber ales, absolutely get that amber ale. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you guys as always, and we will see you next week. Cheers. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's brew news. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to subscribe and give us a rating in whichever app you found us on. We value your feedback, and it also helps the show reach more listeners. If you have any thoughts or suggestions for future breweries or are with a brewery and would like to join us, feel free to tweet or follow us on Twitter at brew underscore news. We're on Instagram at brewnewspod, and you can visit our website, brewnewspod.com, where we will post links, photos, and tasting notes. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever podcast platform you use. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week with more exciting brew news. Cheers. Cheers. you ever wondered how you could join the brew news crew we'll swing over to patreon.com slash and you can join us we have three different tiers for all of our patrons at the logger level you earn early access to all of our podcast episodes at the ipa level you get early access to our podcast episodes but you get special weekly beer tastings that are done by various members of the crew and you get special video presentations including our beer miss special At the stout level, you get everything you get at the IPA level, but you also get to appear on one episode of the Brew News Pod, and when we have some swag, we'll send some your way. So feel free to swing over to patreon.com slash brewnewspod, that again is patreon.com slash brewnewspod, and join the crew.